Lord is so good. I didn't tell Teresa what I was preaching about today at all. But uh, we're talking about the cross. We're going to be talking about the cross for the next few weeks as we head into Resurrection Sunday. I'd like for you to stand this morning. Just go ahead and put the scripture. Just go straight to the scripture, if you would, Blake. And this is the NIV, but I want to read these two verses this morning. I want to read them out of the Amplified Bible. I think it opens up the scripture just a little bit to us. And so I'm going to read out of the Amplified Bible and, and you just kind of follow along there. Then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone desires to be my disciple, and this isn't talking about uh, a church attender or anything like that. It's talking about somebody who says, I'm going to be a disciple of Christ. I'm going to be a follower of Jesus. If anyone desires to be my disciple, this is talking about being Christian. This is, this is the basic definition of a Christian right here. Let him deny himself, disregard, lose sight of, and forget himself and his own interests, and take up his cross and follow me. Cleave steadfastly to me. Conform wholly to my example in living and, if need be, in dying also. For whoever is bent on saving his temporal life, his comfort and security here shall lose it. Eternal life, and whoever lo- shall lose it, he shall he lose his eternal life. And whoever loses his life, his comfort and security here for my sake shall find it. Lasting life, everlasting life. Let's pray. Father, I pray today that we would see the cross for what it is. That we would see that uh, you uh, have called us to bear something. We have to carry this with us. It is supposed to be in front of us at all times. It is supposed to be in our minds at all times. It is uh, to be there with us. And and it is not always easy or fashionable or popular to bear the cross that you have asked us to bear. And I pray today, Father, that you would uh, help us to understand that and not be afraid or dread being what you've called us to be. Because it is only through dying to ourselves that we can truly live at all. And so, Father, I pray that you would speak today. God, I really, I don't have anything to say today. I just want your word to speak to us today. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. We've been talking about pursuing God. And if you pursue God, you are going to end up at the cross. You will end up there. And What does it mean we put on the bulletin and we're going to be going this way, the way of the cross? What does it mean? What does it mean to live the way of the cross? And we talk about the cross a lot and we have songs about the cross. We have crosses on pictures. We have crosses on t-shirts. People get tattoos of crosses on them. Uh, We have crosses that fit around our neck. If you want to sell something and it be Christian, just put a cross on it. And it's automatically, whatever you're selling is saved and sanctified. You put a cross on it. You can put a cross on a Big Mac and it would be holy food. I'm telling you no, but that's what we think. If we put a cross on it immediately, it's Christian and immediately it's cool. And, uh, you can wear a cross and immediately if you wear a cross, you're a Christian 
And you can curse the world, but as long as you've got a cross on, then you're okay because you've got the cross on and the cross makes it cool. And, uh, and my, that cross means I'm all right with God and, and I, everything's okay because I've got a cross on. We put a cross on the bulletin. We've got a cross on the wall. We've got crosses everywhere. And if you ask someone, what does the cross mean? Most generally, someone will say it represents the death of Jesus because Jesus died on the cross. And most people, the only person they remember who died on the cross was Jesus because he is the most influential person that was ever killed on a cross. But the cross was used to kill. Many historians believe that thousands of people were killed on the cross in the Roman era. And it is an instrument of death. And uh, we rarely ever talk about that. And you would think that with all of its popularity that uh, people would know maybe a little bit more about what the symbol of, of the cross means. To many people, uh, the cross means just Christianity. If you put a cross on it, then it's Christian. And it is our symbol. It is the symbol of who we are. But uh, too often, I don't think we realize exactly what it represents. Uh, and I wonder if we sang songs about the cross like we do. Uh, I mean, if we sang song, we have to understand the cross is an instrument of death. And we don't sing about any other instrument of death like we do the cross of Jesus Christ. And I wonder if we talked about things the way that we see them in our day and age, the way that they saw the cross back in the first century church, that we would uh, maybe understand the, the power of it. In the early history of our country, the hangman's noose was a symbol of death. And I wonder if we sang, Oh, the wonderful noose. Or, oh, the wonderful lethal injection. Or the wonderful electric chair. It doesn't have the same feel to it, does it? And I think sometimes we just blow through those songs. Oh, the wonderful cross. And we forget what the cross was. The cross was a place that our Savior agonized and died. And I'm not trying to make you feel bad today, but the truth of the matter is the cross is not always as wonderful and beautiful as we make it out to be. It is, it is wonderful, and it is beautiful what happened there, but it is also awful and ugly, and it represents so much more but through the years and through the years we have taken what used to be big and rough and heavy and awkward and troublesome and it's become lots of times a small smooth 14 carat something that we hang around our neck or put in our ears and our little crosses that are on our shirts and on our ears and in around our necks don't seem to be near as awkward, near as cumbersome, near as heavy or near as rough as what the cross truly is. 
In fact, the cross, I believe, has become so small and so light and so smooth and so normal that we hardly ever notice what it really is at all. You see, the crosses that we see aren't like the cross that Jesus talks about at all. Those kinds of crosses can be worn and carried with little effort and little effect on our life at all. The cross that Jesus talks about is like that one over there. It's heavy and it's cumbersome and it's difficult to get around and it's difficult to have with you. I don't know if you've ever bought something sometime that you thought would fit into your vehicle, but it didn't. And it becomes a mess, doesn't it? Uh, We recently... I ordered a, a small fireplace, and I assumed that that would fit into the back of my son's car, and we drove down to the place where we had got it, and it barely, barely fit, and I was starting to sweat to wonder if that thing was going to fit in the car. One day, not too many years ago, I decided that I was going to buy a dog box for my dog, Roy, and uh, I was searching on the Craigslist for days and weeks and literally months, I searched because I was, I wanted a dog box, but I didn't want to pay the price that it took to buy a dog box. So I, I looked and looked and I, I finally, I found a professor up at Drury University that had bird dogs and he was getting rid of his dog box and was going to upgrade to a nicer dog box. And he had it at a price that I thought I could afford. And I'd been watching them. And nearly as soon as they would come up, if they were a good price, they were gone. And, and at the time that I, that I needed this, my truck was broke down. And so I drove up there to talk to the professor about the dog box. And he said, yeah, I got the dog box. And I said, I'd like to buy this dog box. And he said, that'd be great. And he said, what are you going to haul it home in? And all I had driven up there was I had this little green Chevy Cavalier. And I said, I'm driving that. I'm taking it on that. And he said, well, how are you going to do that? I said, I'm going to strap it to the top. And I strapped that dog box, which is about this big and this tall and this wide. It is not. It was big. And it was cumbersome. And it didn't fit very good. And we got it up on top of that thing and I opened all the doors and I ran straps all the way around through there and on top. And I strapped that thing down three or four times and the top kind of crunched in, which didn't matter because it was ugly anyway. And I started down the road with that big old dog box on the top of that car. And I pulled down Sunshine Street and I was driving down through there. And people was like, man, I had that, I had my dog box on and I got down on I-44 and that thing was catching wind and I was just, and I had that little old five horse motor just, you see that big box affected that car. When you strap that big thing on, it was, it looked funny and it made the car feel funny and you could hear the wind blowing through the straps and it was just and you hear and I was just it affected everything about that thing you could feel the wind blowing on it if a side wind blew I had that top on there and it was just 
and it caught. And because I had that big, cumbersome, heavy thing with me, it affected the way that car drove. It affected everything about it. It affected the way people looked at me. They had opinions of me, and if and I'm sure they were probably that guy is crazy, and maybe that was the right opinion, but because I was carrying this big cumbersome thing with me, it affected the people around me, it affected the thing I was driving, it affected me. And I want to tell you folks, if we carry the cross that Jesus asked us to carry, it affects our life. It it causes things to be different. It affects the way we move. It affects the way we talk. It affects how I go through and how I play out every day of my life. It's cumbersome. And sometimes it's heavy. And it affects the way I live. It's not something that I, and I want you to know this morning, I am not saying anything bad about people who wear crosses in their ears or people who wear crosses around their neck. That is, that is a, that's not what I'm talking about today. But I'm talking about what God calls us and what Jesus calls us to carry is going to affect our life. And it's going to be different and it's going to cause us to have to live different. If you go into verse 24, and I've already read it, but it says you have to, if you're going to carry this cross, you have to disregard and lose sight of and forget yourself and forget what you look like and forget your interest and forget how this is going to make you look. And you've got to carry the cross. When I strapped that dog box on, I had to say, listen, I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what they think. I don't care how stupid this looks. I don't care how it's going to cause my car to run. I want to get this thing home. And I don't care. If I cared what people thought, it'd still be up in that guy's yard. Or somebody else would have bought it. And when we carry the cross, that has to be our attitude. I do not care. I lose sight of myself. I don't care how this makes me look. I don't care how this makes other people think about me. My interests do not matter anymore. I carry the cross. And it's sort of like, and it changes everything. It's sort of like when you have kids or when you, when you get married. I was talking to a young man this week and he was getting ready to get married. And he said, I, I guess I'm just going to have to not be able to do everything that I've done before. I've always done everything I've wanted to do before. And that's going to change. And I said, buddy, you better believe it. And then wait till you have kids. And my wife and I are enjoying now the, the, uh, time that we we have we have raised our kids and and they're out of the house praise god no we enjoyed them while they were there and we enjoy them when they come and we enjoy it when they leave but you know what it's pretty nice just me and her now but when you got kids, it, it changes everything and your life revolves around things like that. And when you introduce the cross into your life, it changes everything. It changes everything. 
When you say, I'm going to carry this thing and, and I'm going to introduce it into my life and it's going to be part of what we do, it, it changes everything. It's just like when you get married or when you, when you have a kid come into your home, it changes the way you think, it changes the way you look at things, it changes the way you spend your time, it changes the way you spend your money. The cross has the same effect on your life. It affects everything. And it's sometimes big and it's sometimes rough and it's sometimes messy and it's cumbersome and it gets in the way, but that's the cross. And Jesus is trying to tell us here and warn us here of what it means to carry the cross. And if you don't carry the cross, if you don't have to carry the cross, then you can go anywhere. And you can do anything. And you can follow anything you want to do. And you can follow anyone you want to follow. And you can do whatever you want. But if you carry the cross, you leave all that behind. When you carry the cross, you lose sight of yourself. You lose sight of your dreams. And your dreams are what God wants of you. That's what you want. When you follow the cross, it's not what I want to do in this world. It's what does God want me to do in this world. When we follow the cross, it's, it's not my aspirations for my uh, job or my family or anything else. It's what does God have for me? How does my job and what I've got going fit into God's plan? Not what can I get out of this, but how does this fit into God's plan? That's what it is to carry the cross. And Jesus is the one describing this. This is not me. This is not what I've come up with. This is Jesus saying, this is what it is to be Christian. He says, disregard yourself, lose sight of yourself, forget yourself and your interest, lose your comfort and security. Cling steadfastly to Jesus, conform wholly to his example in living. And if need be, you might have to die. If I need you to, you might have to die. I want you to live this out, but I may ask you to die in this deal. You know, when we follow the Lord, that's what you're signing up for. Do you understand that? That's Christianity. I'm going to live for him. I'll do what he wants me to do. And then he throws in there. And if need be, I might need you to die. That's what it is to carry the cross. This is how Jesus, this is Jesus' words. This is what he's saying Christianity is. And he didn't make it out to be a quick, easy decision that would have no effect on your life. He says it's going to affect everything you do. And if you carry around, if you were to strap that thing on your back, it would affect every part of your life. You understand that? If you were to strap that big cross on your back, it would affect every part of your life. It would affect how you went through doors and, and how long you could do something because you would get wore out after a while. And it would affect, you might not be able to fit in everywhere, but I'm carrying my cross. But if I've got my cross on, I might not be able to go to all the places I used to go because it's not going to fit in here anymore. It would affect everything. And he calls to make it our life. He calls us to lay down our life if need be. I just want to ask you, would you die for your faith? If God came to you and said, okay, this is what I require, 
I need your life. And you don't even get to answer, ask why. I just need you to do this. Would you say yes? That's Christianity. That's what we sell here. I don't like to use the word sell, but that's what we do. Would you die for your faith? Because see, that's the way of the cross. You see, sometimes we have church and we're just like many of you were this morning. You just walked right past the cross and it was in the way and you just kind of went around it and kept on going. And sometimes that's the way it is. We come in here and we sing about the cross and we preach about the cross and the word comes and the Holy Spirit comes and says, I need you to carry this. And you say, well, I just go around that and I'll enjoy the music and I'll enjoy my friends and I'll enjoy the time that I had here and I'll sure enjoy my Sunday school class, but I'll just, I'll just, I'll just go around that. I just go around it. I'll come back next week. And maybe he won't preach about the cross next week. I'm going to tell you, there is no Christianity except through the cross. You can't walk around it. You can't, there's no other way. There's no way to go around and, and find Jesus somewhere else. It's through the cross. Jesus says this is what Christianity is. It's carrying that. You say, well, I thought Christianity was about freedom. It is. It is. We have freedom. We have eternal life. But he says, if you're following me, there are some things that's going to have to be different, and it affects every part of your life. And we're called to carry it. And he calls us to pick it up. And we, we can sing about it. And we can read about it. And we don't care to have it on our shirt. And we don't care to have it around our neck or in our ears. Or in our nose or wherever else we want to put it. But when it comes to picking it up. Picking that up. We just soon walk around it. Because that would just be awkward to have around. It, if, I, if I was carrying that around with me in my life, it would just raise too many issues. People would ask too many questions. Why is this? Why you got that for? Why do you imagine you're carrying that around? People say, why are you carrying that? Why do you have that? It'd be easier just to ignore the cross and leave it out of our life. And the truth is, we don't really want to carry that. Because it's just, it's just too awkward and too cumbersome and it raises too many issues. Because we don't like the way that Jesus describes the way of the cross. Because Jesus says it's just like this. You disregard, you lose sight of yourself, forget yourself and your interests. You take up your cross and follow me. You cleave steadfastly to me. You conform wholly to my example in living and if need be in dying. 
You give up comfort. You give up security for my sake. I think sometimes in the church we forget that the message of the church is this. Come and die. Isn't that a wonderful message? Try that this Easter when you're inviting your friends. We, you know, we'd love for you to just come and die. I'm going to tell you as a pastor, I wish that it was, sometimes I wish it was easier than that, but I'm telling you, that's the message. I've tried every which way this week as I've, as I've gone and felt like this was the way we were supposed to go. I'd be like, Lord, is there not some other, that is the message. You understand that? You wonder why people don't want what we have? It is not an altogether wonderful invitation that we have. And I'm just telling you, I'm not griping or complaining or anything like that. Jesus came and preached and preached and he gave people all kinds of food and all kinds of people said they were followers. But when it came down to the end, there was just a handful because they understood exactly what he was talking about. And he said, you got to pack that thing on your back and I invite you to come and die. And when it comes right down to it, the Bible says that not many people want to do that. It's hard. I'm, I mean, I'm not making it out to be easy. It's hard. But it's the only way. And he says it is the only way to eternal life. It's the only way. You can try to go around that thing. You can try to go over that thing. You can try something else. You can try another religion. You can try things that make you happy. You can try to be fulfilled in this earth. You can try all those things. You can do everything you want to, to try to go around. But I'm going to tell you, the only way to eternal life is through that right there. And to pick it up and live with it and die with it if you need to. I've thought about that this week. I was like, Lord, is there no easier way to speak what we need to speak this week? But there really isn't. He says, literally, you have to lose your comfort, lose your security. And he goes through all those things in those two verses. And then he says, you do all this for my sake. and you shall find it. Everybody's searching for it, whatever it is. Fulfillment, they're, they're losing their it. And, and what are you looking for here? Well, I want praise. I want people to notice me. I want, I want to get more likes, or I want people to know how good I am at sports, or I want people to know how good I am at business, or I want to have a, a, a nice car. And, and what are you looking for? Well, it, whatever it is that makes me feel better. Why are you doing drugs? Because I want to get it, that feeling. Or, or why do you do this so I can get it, or whatever it is. And Jesus describes and says and defines it right here and he says for my sake shall find it 
And then in parentheses, it says, life everlasting. That's what it is. And you can search for everything else, and you can try to find everything else, and you can look for it in alcohol and drugs and money and people and and relationships and fame and being known and being popular or whatever it is. And you'll never find it. Apart from the cross. You know, we should probably put a sign out that says, come and die. We should wear shirts. Welcome to the church of Nazarene. Come and die. You know, that, that's Christianity. That's not Nazarene. That's not Baptist. That's not anything. That's Christianity. Come and die. You wonder why the world pushes so hard against what we say? That's offensive. Do you understand that? Who, who wants to listen to that? Who wants to hear that? I mean, nobody in your right mind says, oh, I think I... I wake up this morning, I think I'll go die. The message of the cross, Jesus says it himself. He says, the message I have is offensive. It's hard. Nobody wants to hear it. And you know, the only way it makes sense is if the Holy Spirit comes and moves on you. I could not talk anybody. I would not like to think that I could talk anybody into dying. Come here, let's sit down. I, 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 want, to call, I want to talk you into dying. Said, There's no words I could come up with that anybody would want to do that. I'm, going to, I'm just going to tell you, this whole week I've been sitting, and my wife will tell you, I have, I have prayed and worked, and not until yesterday afternoon did I come up with what I thought I should say. And when I got done with it, I thought this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Because I cannot convince you to come and die. There's nothing I could say. But you know what I've been praying? That the Holy Spirit would come in. Because he can. He's what, he's, what, he's what made me decide I need to be different. It wasn't my idea. The Holy Spirit came and I saw who I was and who he wanted me to be. And it changed me. And it changes you. And it changes people. And they see that they were going after it. And they found out that it wasn't what they wanted. They wanted eternal life. Some of you have, have tried to find it in alcohol and you've tried to find it in drugs and you've tried to find it in relationships and you've tried to find it here and there. And people would say, that's not it. That's not it. That's not it. And your parents would say that and your pastor would say that and your youth pastor would say that and your youth sponsors would say that and your Sunday school would, teacher would say that and the person at camp would say that and everybody would say that. That's not it. That's not it. That's not it. And you won't listen and you never will listen until the Holy Spirit comes and speaks into your heart and that is what will change you and that's what we're praying is going to happen. Because what I say doesn't matter. I'm just telling you, what I say does not matter. What Pastor Sean, and I love him, but what you say doesn't matter. What Pastor Kelsey says does not matter. We've got to have the whole, what we sang about this morning, that was wonderful. That was great. It's nothing without the Holy Spirit. come and die it's the message of the cross
I want us to stand. Lance, I want you to come. This, these two verses define Christianity. Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone desires to be my disciple, if you're going to be a Christian, you're going to have to deny yourself. You have to lose sight of and forget yourself and what interests you. That has to be set aside. That's got to be back here. And you take up your cross and you follow me. You take up your heavy, cumbersome cross and it will make a change in everything you do. It will, it will affect everything you do. It'll affect the way you look at things. It, if you've got something packing or packing around on your back, it's going to affect, I may have to change my direction here. I may not be able to take this there. I may not need to go there. I, and, and people around you will say, what is that? You know that your life should be so different that people would say, what is wrong with you? What is going on with you? Well, I got this cross. Why are you carrying it around? Because that's Christianity. For whoever is bent on saving his life, who's ever bent on saving this, who's ever bent on his comfort and security here, you're going to lose it. I'm just telling you right now. If this is what you're pouring yourself in, not me, Jesus says, you're going to lose this. You cannot hang on to this. No matter how hard you work, no matter how hard you save, no matter what you invest in, no matter what you put your money in, no matter what you've put your hope in, if it's in this place, you will lose it. I promise you. Jesus promises you. You will lose it. And whoever loses his life, his comfort... And his security, himself, for my sake, shall find it, eternal life. Have you died to yourself? The message is, come and die. live if it was just come and die that would be the end of it but it's come and die so you can live I pray that the Holy Spirit spoke to you more than anything I could say to you today because what I said I'll just be honest with you it just didn't seem to make much sense to me but that's what God gave me today so if the Holy Spirit has spoke to you today and you know what you're supposed to do and you know you need to pray I want to invite you today to come and die and live. If you need to pray this morning, come as we say.